Hey, what's up, y'all? My name's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I am your host of the 99th episode of the... Shoot that shit. Hold on, Get the shit. You get the shit. And I believe this shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and can you believe it? We are here for episode 99 on the road to 100. One more, y'all. We're about to bless you with the probably the biggest episode that we've done so far with the STS podcast. We're here to shoot the shit, but here we're on episode 99, man. And, man, I want to give a big shout out to my guy, Gil, for coming on episode 98. Real good episode. It's always cool to get people, you know, that you're around that, that groomed you, that helped mold you into the man that you are now and Gil's definitely one of those people that always have been there for me since the beginning and it's really really um fun to have my homies come on and just share that discussion with us and today I got one of my homies coming back to the STS podcast that is my guy Sonny motherfucking Rose and I'm really honored to have him back on it's gonna be a good conversation y'all I really hope you guys are enjoying that returning listeners thank you so much without you guys we're nothing and this is why we do audio exclusives the exclusive audio is only um only to those who listen to the podcast in the audio format new listeners again my name is ernie c the gap tooth genius i am the host founder creator of the shooting the shit sts podcast here in bakersfield california i'm glad you guys tuned in i hope you guys are having a wonderful day it's sunday morning we're out here grinding had a great gig yesterday shout out to my guy martin having me on the in the hood, we out here. I thought we were done with the hood parties, but you know what? We're still out here getting those motherfuckers cracking all the time as much as I can. I hope everybody enjoys their enjoyed their weekend. And, man, if you haven't followed us yet, please do at the STS Podcast 661. Again, that's the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, 512, whatever you want to do. Just rate us, y'all. And you're going to find us also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and uh, Anchor. Wherever else you can find your podcast, I promise you, the STS Podcast is going to be there also. And... It's going to be a good episode, man. We had a lot of things to talk about. We had some family stuff to talk about. But first, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Man, make sure if you have some hot ass AC, if your tires are looking a little bit dull, if you guys need some brakes, you guys need to get your oil changed, you guys are going to Monkey Small Check and Repair. Monkey Small Check and Repair is at 1331 East Truxton Avenue here in Bakersfield, California. They are family and locally owned here. And if you mention the STS podcast, you're going to get $10 off your services. Again, thank you to our sponsor, Monkey Smog Chicken Repair. We have the Cordova Collection. These are homemade soy candles, 100% safe and toxic-free. Make sure you check them out, Instagram.com, Cordova.Collection. That's Instagram, Cordova.Collection. They have a variety of selection for you. Great candles. Want to get your house smelling right? That's where you need to go, Cordova Collection. And for the ladies, I know you like to look luscious. I know you like to look beautiful. That's why you need to go to Luscious Looks by Marissa. She specializes in eyelash extensions, brown lamination, and brown ash tinting make sure you guys check that out today and let me see speaking of gill and we're going to do that today and mention the podcast y'all with luscious looks by marissa and get ten dollars off your services today that's ten dollars off y'all and man it's going down today i've got a pop-up show in about an hour want to give a big big shout to everybody who's going to come out today i think we're going to sell some merch i think we're going to get the name out we're going to do shout out to juicy pika treats and man these people got a lot of followers good god and they asked me to do their 
to do the pop-up show and i'm really honored to do it it's gonna be a fun day today we got fantasy football football's back y'all man i got a b with a couple of my leagues and it's gonna be a it's gonna be great and right now i got my girlfriend calling me babe i am on um the air right now what are you doing Oh, hi, babe. Say hello to everybody. Hi, everyone. Baby, what's up? I just wanted to check on you and tell you I'm starting to work, but I'll talk to you later. Okay, babe. We sh- I'll, te- I'll, I'll text you when I'm done with the podcast, and um, I hope you have a wonderful day at work, and I'll see you when I'll have dinner ready for you. Thank you. Have fun. Love you, babe. Bye. Bye. Special appearance by my girlfriend. She does not do podcasts at all. But, you know, um, again, fantasy football is back. Fantasy football is here. And, man, let's go into it real fast. I got four teams, man. I got Prescott and my guy C.D. Lamb. And I got AP on the bench. It's going to be a fun time. I don't know. I think the league, of course, I'm worried about all my leagues. But my dad's league is one I really want to win in. And I think I have a solid squad. We just go with that one. Aaron Rodgers, Eckler, Mike Davis, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Jeff Chudy, Tonhan from Green Bay, A.B., Vikings, and Gano. So I think that's going to be the squad I go with. And, man, we talked about fantasy football today with my guy Sonny Rose. It's always a fun time, man. I'm trying to always go for that one-two punch. I'm always trying to uh, uh, get the most points, get the most value. I think that's what we all need to learn about what, what this draft is. I had a horrible draft in my league, but the other three drafts, I'm thinking I'm drafting for value. Who's going to get me the dubs that I need to get? It's really, really important that we draft that way, and I really hope you guys um, enjoy that, man. I hope you guys enjoy, you know, Football's back. I know everybody fucking loves football in America, right? Crazy times in America right now. We just uh, had the 20th anniversary 20 years ago, man. I remember calling my dad in my mom's apartment and saying, what the hell? Why are why are people jumping off these buildings? Why are people so scared? You know, we had these airplanes going to the buildings. And, man, just yesterday, and there was a, I think it's called Turning Point. On Netflix, it's just a deep dive in what's what's going on, what happened in 9/11, and it it's still sad, man. It's still something that we will never forget. You know, I, I always said that. You know, the previous generation, my grandparents and whatnot, they lost their innocence when JFK got assassinated, and it feels like my dad and our generation, if we were old enough, to, I was like, I was about 10 years old when this happened, so. We lost our innocence with 9-11. That's when we figured out, damn, people really hate us in the world. People are willing to kill Americans. People are willing, you know, people are jumping off these buildings. People are burning alive. Um, People are willing to sacrifice their life to save others. You know, it's really mind-blowing to a kid. And, you know, 20 years later, I can't believe it. I'm 30 years old now. And, you know, it's still... We are still dealing with some of these issues. I think something you can never get rid of evil. You can never get rid of terrorism. It doesn't matter if it's foreign or domestic. It's something that's in, it, it's it's always gonna carry with us, you know. And it, it's scary times right now in the world still to this day, twenty years later. You know, you've been hearing me ranting on Afghanistan, what's going on over there. We just got out of this war, and it just you know, I hope that people see what that did to our nation i know we were united but you had to see the rights that were still kind of i know we know it was in the effort to you know eliminate the war from terrorism make sure it doesn't happen again but the rights that we gave up for that was it worth it i 
I don't know. You know, I think what they say is, has there been another attack on U.S. soil soil at that magnitude? No, there hasn't. So maybe in that aspect, yes, it has been successful. Um, and just to see the families, man, just naming naming people off their off their list, you know, so sad how many people we lost. And you hear about fight in 93, you know, the courage it took for those people to um, overtake that that plane and. You know, I know we have, you know, theories about what's going on. If they, if we knew, and it's 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 facts. You gotta, you know, we didn't know about this. We knew we had tips about these people who were just wanting to know how to fly a plane and not wanting to learn how to fucking land a plane. That's scary, right? And and I guess it, I'm not a fucking expert on this, but the 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 lack of communication between the CIA, NSA, FBI, all that stuff. Cult- cultivated to that enabling of this attack on America, the big, you know, the greatest attack on America since Pearl Harbor, and man, it, it's sad. It's really sad. And I hope you know. And I and I and you know, people are right though. We did forget. Look at the way we treat law enforcement. Look at the way law enforcement treats us. We this co. We're supposed to be so coherent and move as a as a nation. We're so divided now, and that's our fault too. I think everything that's going on is our fault. We enabled that. We let that happen. We turned a blind eye to so much in this country now. We need to remember that. And I know we all you know we're so big on not hurting people's feelings, but sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes we gotta let people know what's really going on in the world and that was really um something that brought us together sadly it took an event like that and i heard people say we need another one because that's gonna bring us back together and it shouldn't take tragedy and death and catastrophe to bring our nation together we need to remember the times it's not just 9-11 vietnam i I first iraq war just you know the war on terrorism world war ii world war one they came people were lost in the civil war we got think about hundreds of thousands of Americans, not just foreign, especially in the Civil War, hundreds of thousands of people who gave their life. And it was white men, black men, you know, minorities, especially in that Civil War. People tend to forget that people were fighting and giving their time for their freedom in order just to be free, not just risking their life. They just wanted, they wanted to be free. And now it's it, it, it's such a divided nation. It's you know we can't we can't ever disagree. We can't ever have a conversation about what we feel and what we don't feel. It's it's crazy. It's real crazy. And you know we just really gotta um, remember that and give you know get thanks and give and give back to our veterans and the people who sacrificed their life. You know people don't fucking like cops. We know what the when the when a when an emergency happens like that. Those first responders are public servants, and they're going to have to do what they have to do to save us. And it's crazy. I was listening to this interview with the the, and the New York City Commission at the time. It was Operation Omega, and that means everybody was on vacation. There's no vacation. Get your ass there. We need everybody at this scene. This is a catastrophe. And it was it was eerie to hear him talk about how he walked into this, this war zone, and he heard explosives but those weren't explosives those were people jumping from 100 stories up and their body on impact sounding like a bomb and that is so it's fucked up man you to to choose are you gonna suffer and burn to death or are you gonna jump to your death like what would what, what i don't know what i would do hear the stories of flight 93 how these people took that took their life in their own hands they were not going to succumb to what people with the other two flights on the 757s that hit the world trade centers they knew that that happened already they knew that this the world trade centers collapsed they knew that this was going to be their same um demise and they took you know 
they took charge. They took event. They took. I guess we could say they took um, their lives in their own hands. They wrote their ending. They knew this wasn't going to come to them, but how are we going to do this? Are we going to succumb to these fucking terrorists? Or are we going to just let them do and hurt more people? And poss- they possibly saved a lot more lives. I don't know if that plane was going to hit the Capitol or watch, you know, the White House or any other monument in D.C. or just a populated area. So it's it, it's scary, man. It's real scary, and it's... Uh, it's a crazy time, man, and, you know, right now is a time for mourning also on my family. Um, rest in peace, Theo Stanley. Good God, I can't believe I'm saying that. That was my Dr. Raymond's brother, and, um, man, Dr. Raymond was probably waiting at those gates with a with a Bud Light saying, took, what took you so long? It's um, bittersweet, you know, the previous generation, the ones who um, set the foundation for this family um, is gone. And uh, it, it's sad. I hate to see my cousin suffer, you know, the loss of their grandpa, their their dad, their great grandpa. It's, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, you know how what life brings. We all know that this life is great until, it, you know, it, the, I guess it has to end. Right. And sometimes we got to see the beauty that he was able to um, be surrounded by the fa- by his family. I was able to, we, me and my cousin Martin were able to say goodbye to him and thank him for laying that foundation for us because we take our bond really seriously because all of our grandpas used to hang out a lot. They were all brothers or brother-in-laws. So we, and we take pride in that. That's why we, we stay so tight because our grandpas did that and, um, Maybe it did skip a generation, but it's not gonna skip it with us. We're gonna we're really prideful in this in this Perez bloodline that we have flowing in our hearts, and um, I want to give a you know thank you, Theo Stanley, for everything, and uh, we love you. We'll never forget you, and I really mean that, man. And uh, again, it's life, unfortunately, and it's 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 sad, but my you know Matteo lived a beautiful life, Matteo. Um, was a good man and uh you know loved his family always was there for family you see i see pictures with my sister with me my mom on her wedding day he was always there involved you know my grandma loved him my nana i know she's hurting right now so um, my uncles too man everybody my everybody in our family's hurting you know just to lose that again lose someone from the previous generations always been with us we don't know what life is without them and i'm sure you guys all understand that too it's um it's crazy times, man. It's crazy times. Speaking of crazy times, man, Rick James has some crazy times. I believe it's called Bitchin'. Watch this documentary, y'all. It's on Showtime. Great damn documentary on the life of Rick James. The entire life in its entirety of Rick James coming from Buffalo. You know, going into the military, becoming a, um, you know, he was AWOL. Then going to Canada, joining all these bands, um, hopping from band to band orchestrating and constructing his sound and what he wanted to do learning from everybody he was coming across and just seeing his path to stardom you know and being a for being being one of the gatekeepers you know having prince open for him um making a stand for michael jackson getting played on mtv any black artist being played on mtv breaking the mold of that artist you know that motown sound that we're so used to you know we love that love me you know you know um Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch, fucking whatever the Temptations was seeing at the time. Rick James was breaking the mold and really coming out with his own funk sound. And it was really cool to see that. And, man, let me tell you guys something. We always say keep grinding here, right? We always talk about what, you know, we always want to work hard. This guy was fucking making music at 17. He didn't make his first hit, which was You and I, until he was 31 years old. He grinded for 14 years 
trying to figure out his sound, trying to figure out exactly what he wanted to do. And it's a beautiful thing to see, man. Shout out to Rick James, one of my favorite artists in the in in history. And I'm I'm still discovering. Have you guys ever heard the song Hollywood? It's a beautiful fucking song. It's a beautiful song. I love it. Um, I've always been a fan of Happy. You know, you turn me on. Hard to get. Of course, Super Freak, Mary Jane, you and I, Cold Blooded, Seventeen, Give It to Me, Baby. All these uh, Fire and Desire. Ebony eyes, but Hollywood. If you guys listen to that joint, you guys are gonna see so many samples from hip hop. How many hip hop artists sample that song? It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a real good song. I love it. I I'm, I'm glad that uh, you know they were able to tell that story with Rick James, and it wasn't always pretty. You know, you see sound evolves, and sometimes people don't really you know gravitate toward to what was old sometimes old what's old isn't new all the time especially in music and to see how that downfall started it stemmed for his drug addiction you know rick partied hard and rick loved his drugs and he loved to have fun and he was living that live fast die young and that rocks that rock and roll lifestyle that we all hear about that shit was real for rick james man it was um it was something that uh was unfortunately the downfall of his career so much talent and he could have done so much more. He could have been one of these, you know, forefathers. You wish you could see him being celebrated like Michael was, like Prince was, like Stevie Wonder was, Aretha Franklin, all these artists, not even black artists. You see the Rolling Stones, Bon Jovi, you know, Steven Tyler, how they're honored now, how they're seeing that aura. Rick James could have had that. And uh, it's sad that he wasn't able to experience that. And you see what Rick James did for other artists. Mary Jane Girls, Eddie Murphy, Tina Marie, producing hits for The Temptations. He had that sound. The way he was, it was really raw. and But he was raw in the, in the aspect of he still was, it was really sophisticated music he was creating. Just with the intros he was inputting there. He had three different instruments for three different intros. And that's just the beginning of the song. And the riffs and the and the, and the different instruments. It's it's crazy how he did that. It was a, It's honestly a genius thing. It's a genius 100%, man. And I hope you guys really enjoy that. Watch that shit, man. It's a great, great documentary. And uh, let me just give you guys some details real fast, man. Keep grinding shirts. Um, EC3, DJ EC3, STS Podcast, merchandise, everything's for sale, man. Go to bookec3.com, purchase some merchandise. Make sure you guys sign up for our monthly raffles. We have two ways here. We have the email ad, the emailing newsletter that I would love to get to you guys. Please check that out. Sign up with your email address at bookec3.com. It takes one minute to do. You just got to enter your email address and you're entered. And you have a chance to win $100 at the end of the month on September 30th. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be giving away some um, free merchandise here. If you see a banner, see a sticker, make sure you tag me and you're going to be entered into that. We're going to be giving away some shorts or some biker shorts, whatever the fellows or the ladies want every month, y'all. And just because you didn't win doesn't mean that you're out of the raffle. This is every month. It, it's it's a revolving raffle. Your name stays in the, in the fold until you win. If you win, you're out. If you don't win, you it's going to go. It's going to roll over to the next month. And uh, episode 100 is coming out next week, y'all. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a live call in. Caller 23 is going to get $100 just for calling and saying what's up to us. And it's going to be... um. 
real fun. Every five callers are going to get a special prize. And I can't wait to, um, you know, talk to you guys, man. Without you guys, the show is nothing. Without the people, the show is nothing. We cannot do this without you guys. We can't do this without the listeners. And I really enjoy, you know, this experience. This ride has been fucking beautiful, man. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys some more. We got a hundred more episodes to go. But right now, I got my guy Sonny Rose, my guy Sal's on. We're going to talk a lot about life, about about COVID, fantasy football, Drake and Kanye. Make sure y'all check it out, man. This is episode 99, exclusive audio for the STS podcast. Make sure you guys stay tuned for this interview. My guy Sal, a.k.a. Sonny motherfucking Rose. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. On the road to 100, we got episode 99 with my guy Sal, a.k.a. Sunny motherfucking Rose. What up, bro? What's up with you, brother? My guy. Short notice, I know, but <laughs> it's always fun rocking with you, bro. I'm glad yeah, you're man. We've been returning. trying to get the second one in. Um, for a while. For, 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 for a while. So it was like, yo, you hit me. I was like, man, I'm free. Let's do it. Hey, dude. The last one we did? It was good. Real, people yeah, love the real man. shit. A lot of people was tapping in with me, just checking in. Like, yo, man, you and EC really got it in. And we talked about a lot of shit, but there's a lot of stuff we left out too. That we yeah, could, dude. And we went for like two and a half hours. And we could talk about, we're going to do that again. I think we got more so to talk about. Yeah, for sure. But so first, much. my G, I wanted real ones do real things. We'll give these EC3, keep grinding shorts, yes, my G. Sir. Love it, man. I'm trying to hook up my guests with special, you know, merch and all it, that man. good stuff, bro. Absolutely. Whenever you can take a pitch with the I got tag you. those I'm things, bro. Tag you, man. I got you. Fantasy football is upon us. Yeah. Are you ready for that? I think so, man. I had my draft Friday night with a couple of my friends and uh, a lot of my high school homies uh, that we kind of, this is really our first year tapping into that. So I'm excited just to get the, you know, get that vibe going with a couple of cats I didn't really, um, I've always been cool with, but, you mm-hmm. know, we always just kind of did a, our separate thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, once uh, my brother Norm hit me like, yo, I got this league, I want to start, you know, jump in. Mm-hmm. A lot of it for the shit talking and jokes and everything. Mm-hmm. And, That's the best part, bro. Yeah, absolutely. I- so I only focused on one this year because usually I do multiple ones, but I think this year was the year I was like, oh, let me just buckle down on one. Dude, and I got four. I'm the commissioner of two now. Yeah, I'm like, good I God, dude. I what'd you, What pick did you get? I got the seventh pick. Who'd you get with that? Uh, I dropped a Zeke. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. not a bad pick. Yeah, not yeah. only that, I had to go Buckeye Nation. You know, yeah, I'm a big Buckeye dude. Plus, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I would have went some. I would have went with like McCaffrey or or someone like that. Maybe I had Dalvin Cook last year who killed it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was um, just happy. I, I was like, man, the seven pick. It was a ten team league, so. Um, Oh, those are, hey, there's always there's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be some studs yeah, left over in the second sure, round for, for sure. sure. So I think the second pick, I think I panicked and I picked the quarterback super quick and I went with Josh Allen because he's gonna get he's gonna give me some points running the rock as well. I think there's only two quarterbacks we could take. Yeah, him in the first three rounds. Yeah. yeah, I think him and Kyler and maybe Lamar Definitely. just because they do so much on the ground as well. Mm-hmm. So. I had the twelfth in one of my leagues and I went with. Um, I had to go with the one two. I went from well, I went with Tyreek and uh, Mahomes. Yeah. I had yeah. to. I need yeah. the one two. The first two pick of the draft was uh, Mahomes. Yeah. I think so. Oh really? No, you know what? I think no, no, no. It wasn't Mahomes. I think it was super quick. Where it was like the second or third pick. Okay. And um and dude jumped on Pat quick, and I was like, I respect it because usually quarterbacks don't go in the first, but I think now you just got to go with the dudes that have been certified, like. That's gonna constantly give you. If they put a Peyton Manning 2013 numbers, uh, yeah, you got sure. to, bro. That was like with the Eric Decker team mm-hmm. and everybody. Yeah, that was killing. What do you think about Najee Harris out of Pittsburgh, bro? I like him a lot. I just don't know like how much because this goes back to my fantasy league where our commissioner is a huge Pittsburgh fan, mm-hmm. and I like him a lot because he he was underutilized at, at Bama because okay. Sarkeesian when he was the offensive coordinator. 
he was kind of trying to let everybody eat. You know, he had mm-hmm. Waddle out there. He had the Heisman out there. Then he had dudes like Jude. Um, the year before, he had like Judy and them who was in Denver. So he was constantly feeding all the people that were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, me, 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 I think it's Menchi, Michi, who's going to be the number one this year, mm-hmm. trying to give him something. So Najee, he was there for four years at Bama, and he was still underutilized, but he was so productive while he had his limited touches. I, I think Judy's going to do well this year too, bro. Uh, Check mean, him out, bro, if you get a chance. No, I, I had him last year, and I traded him because uh, even though I'm a, a big fan of, of Locke, um, when he was in college, um, I just, man, the NFL game is so different. And he had a lot of injuries last year, yeah. bro. I think if we could open up the game for Judy's and get open, I think Teddy might be able to give him That's the ball. That's the thing. T- Teddy's very, very conservative. I mean, he's a really good, solid quarterback. But as soon as I seen that he won the job that quick, I was like, man, I don't know what that means for Drew moving forward. But um, I think Judy was the best route runner in the draft last year. I mean, so he's bad, dude. I, if I he think, could just hold on to the ball, too, I got, good I got, God. I got Cortland, so. Oh, yeah. If he yeah. comes back, though, too, yeah. he was he was big. They thought he was going to have a breakout year yeah. last year. He's been injured the last yeah. two years, dude. That was his problem at SMU, too. Mm-hmm. He, I'm telling you, he was a stud. Like, But at the same time, man, you can't stay healthy, then you can't really do much. Dude. No, definitely, bro. Yeah. I went heavy on the wide receivers this year. Definitely. Yeah. I, that, I think I went with four, dude. I went. I always go heavy with quarterbacks because that's mm. trade bait. Right. I like trade bait, bro. Yeah, like, I, I drafted – Um, there's a lot I'm, – I'm probably speaking too much, but, like, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are still on the waiver wire that will probably be jumped on pretty quick. No, but, um, definitely. I jumped on the Trey Sermon kid because uh, I think he's going to eventually get Garoppolo out of there in Frisco. And, um, like I said, I like quarterbacks that can give you – points, you know, being productive on the passing side and also that can run the rock a little bit as well. I probably given away too much too, but my first draft I wanted to go with the one two punch, build mm-hmm. around that. The gotcha. second one I went receiver heavy. Yeah. So this one today I'll probably go running back heavy yeah. just to see what happens, you yeah, know? Running backs are, oh man, they're so tricky though, man, because like I said, like McCaffrey last year, he had that foot injury. <laughs> my guy went number two yeah, last year, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like dudes like that, like they they can definitely either really hurt you for drafting them if they get hurt or they could really take you over but mm-hmm. like last year I was killing everybody in the regular season and I got bounced out in the first round of playoffs oh, that, that, that's the heartbreak of fans, fans football, I was bro. putting up almost like 200 300 points a game bro because <laughs> the thing was shout out to my brother Slick like me and Slick made a trade people was going crazy in the draft room like yo y'all doing some sideways shit mm-hmm. because he had traded me Alvin Kamara and I gave him um, Judy Jonathan uh, Taylor from Indianapolis Michael Gallup, and I gave him like somebody else. They were all productive players. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the year, Slick's the one that beat me in the playoffs mm-hmm. with Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So it works out. That, like I think I gave away too much because mm-hmm. I knew Al was going to do a lot. But um, when Drew went down, and plus Drew wasn't the same when he came back. No, so definitely. He, he was super limited. What do you think last place should get in fantasy football, bro? We're having that debate right now in my yeah. league. We, we, think- we didn't do nothing, but that's why I'm saying, like, I'm probably going to jump as a commissioner on next year because I, I got some wild shit. I want, I got, I want wild and shit, yeah, bro. Like, we got to do something. We got to do, like, De La Hoya lingerie type <laughs> shit. Like, and you got to put it on your IG for 24 hours. Something, something bro. I need something. something. Wild, bro. Like, we Just for being a sorry fuck at yeah, fantasy football. Man, you wanted to come yeah. and play with the big boy. I hope it ain't me. Good God. Yeah, I never came sure. in last place. But <laughs> speaking of De La Hoya, I think we, man, we were clowning yeah. on him, bro. He looks... You know what? I'm not going to lie. We always I, we talk a lot of shit about De La Hoya. Right. Being fun. Right. But the man looks sick right now, too, yeah, on his IG. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want... COVID's a crazy thing. Yeah, COVID is wild, man. I mean, the first time we did our first podcast, it was super, like... We, would, we did this shit outside. We did it outside. Yeah, I had a mask on. Yeah. I was muffled up. Like, yo, it was OD. But, like, I think um, 
this shit is crazy though, man. Because like I said, like um, these new variants coming in, people vaccinated still getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like people not getting vaccinated. That's a crazy topic or whatever. But at the same time, like I, I understand it, but it's. I try to see it from the point of view of the person telling me why they're not getting vaccinated. I'm like, yo, you've been doing foul shit for as long as I can remember. Yeah, you exactly. You're not getting vaccinated yeah. at all, people. What's in that hepatitis shot we all got when we were kids? What's, what's yeah. in all these shots? What's and you have, you have, you have kids, you yeah. know, they had to get booster shots. Yeah, absolutely. What's in those booster shots, That's right? What I'm saying. I don't know. That, and we don't know. The whole thing was it wasn't FDA approved. I'm like, yo, fam, look at what is FDA approved <laughs> that be fucking us up daily. Dog, so, we be taking and shit. I always tell my boys at poker, taking these little fucking gas, those gas station pills. Yeah, no motherfuckers ain't FDA yeah, approved by never, G. Never, never, man. That's what I'm saying. And that's a crazy subject too. Like I had read like something uh, about three or four months ago where they were saying like people from the ages of 25 to 40 are the ones that are the, the market mm-hmm. for erectile dysfunction pills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether it's blue chews, whether it's like... Um, Straight like V. The Vs, mm-hmm, the, yeah. the Seattle stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it's really fucking people up. Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking you up because like people are getting like uh, cancers or they're getting like these weird like heart murmurs or whatever that you don't know what's in that mm-hmm. or whatever. So... Mm-hmm. People just be doing the most. Yeah, like, definitely, bro. Or whatever, so. We put everything in our body, my guy. Yeah, it's and then I, I'm, I'm I'm I come from the whole aspect that we should all just kind of do what we want to do. Right. But don't I don't think we should judge anybody for not doing it yeah. or doing it because I mm-hmm. I did it and I know I got my sh- people right. talking shit to me, but they ended up getting vaccinated anyway after Absolutely. they got the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think people were kind of blind too. Like we were, I think people were on the assumption that we weren't gonna get it if we got vaxxed. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. my G, that's not. The, yeah, it doesn't stop. It nothing. does not stop. And it's not like at a all. shield. That, that was the biggest thing too. Well, uh, I've had debates with people that they just don't know, and I understand it. But mm-hmm. me working in the medical field, where I'm familiar with it, and mm-hmm. I see, you know, when we got shut down, like I said, because I deal with orthopedic surgery, sports mm-hmm. medicine, mm-hmm. and pediatrics, so. When I seen that we were shut down for people that had torn ACLs and meniscus and shit like that because the hospitals were filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. It was a bunch of people that were not vaccinated mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was like, it, it doesn't, even though you may recover, and I hope everybody does recover mm-hmm. from it, um, like you see it does a lot more. It's like a trickle-down effect. Mm-hmm. Like it may not kill you, but people that need like radi- radiation or chemotherapy, they can't. Be, they can't see their doctors. They've been doing that since the beginning. They haven't right. been able to see the doctors. Yeah. What do they call those surgeries? That like, they're not the ones who are not priority. You Operation. can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't get those. Elective, in. We yeah, have to elective. wait for your surgery, bro. Right. Yeah. That sucks, dude. Yeah. It's been like that forever. Need, like hip replacements and all that. Yeah, shit. Like, it's not urgent. It's not life threatening. Yeah. So we're gonna push you to the yeah. back. If it's not, if you're not, if you're not in danger of losing a limb mm-hmm. or life, you wouldn't be able to do any. That's it's sad, dude. That's, yeah. What a state of affairs we got it's going on in the United wild, States right now, bro. Like it's wild. That's why I was like, I was getting vaxxed no matter what because I had to. But at the same time, I was always, you know, pro for it because I understood, like, the trickle-down effect. It didn't affect me, but I seen how it affected the organization I worked for, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, damn, you look at it from a different point of view. I'm like, yo, like, my doctors, they're set. They're set. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They they caked up. They got everything. Mm-hmm. But they're not, they stressing. I'm like, damn, like, I can't even operate on this kid who broke his ankle in football mm-hmm. because... You know, and then what's it gonna do that kid for the rest right. of his life? You know Absolutely. how it is. You're gonna get that surgery. Absolutely. You're gonna walk. You're gonna be walking funny. You can't yeah. like be able. You're not gonna be able. You have like a. It's um, just like getting your shit fused. You ain't gonna yeah. do anything again. And not only that, too, it's like a lot of the times with fractures or people that go on like undiagnosed, they think that they're healed. All it doesn't hurt no more. Mm-hmm. But 
Same with like the Conor McGregor shit. Like mm-hmm. you have hairline fractures inside of the bone where mm-hmm. you're one contact away from shit shattering oh, the glass God. or whatever. And that's a top tier premier athlete. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's crazy, man. Like medical field and medical like landscape right now is ridiculous with the COVID situation. I hope when this is all over, we really pay homage to the to those co- your people like you who are in this front line yeah. healthcare workers, bro. Yeah, we asking sure. y'all to go into the storm. Yeah, like that, people don't I, understand that. Man, and that's the thing. Like I don't take credit for that because I don't deal with COVID patients directly, but I do have a lot of friends that do. And to see how they feel, like I look at them like they aged over the last year. Like I see God, them, like, damn, like you doing bad, like. He's like, and they stress the fuck out mm-hmm. because at the same time, before there was the vaccine, they were dealing with that head on with mad gear on and running out of gear. Remember, and, like, remember that little the lack of gear they had? It was a short yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, I God. was like, damn, like, and the motherfuckers was online copying that shit and reselling it for quadruple the price. Yo, shout out to all y'all scumbags that was selling toilet paper for forty five dollars. Y'all, y'all some pieces of shit, dude. I ain't forgot about some motherfuckers, man. Hundred percent, bro. Water man, bottles. I, we man. come from the struggle. We don't yeah, need toilet paper at the end yeah, of the day, my If it comes to that point, yeah, I don't need no toilet paper, shower, bro. Man. I want to jump in the shower, yeah. get the water. Hold on, give yeah, a fuck. Something. I wasn't worried something. about toilet paper right. in the beginning, Absolutely. my G. The water I, was the craziest part, though. Dude, I know, dude. Water was nuts. Good God, dude. Yeah. I seen. Man, people steal shit from old ladies at mm-hmm. Food Max, bro. I'll yeah. never forget that line from the front to, to all the way to the meat in the back. It yeah. was that was low key scary. Yeah, no, for sure, it was different times. But and the crazy part is, I felt like motherfuckers was ready to just go all out because they had an excuse to. God, oh, like, they're ready the, for it's it, bro. The end of, it's the end of the world. Like, let me wild the fuck out. Like, I I knew it was never gonna get to that. I was just more worried about the people that didn't have shit to lose going into COVID because now they're like mm-hmm. alright now we're on an even playing field especially when the sheriff department said hey don't call us because we ain't coming out right, if it's yeah. not life threatening yeah, or a major crime shit. yeah that was yeah, wild bro the, during, it was during that time and it was during the BLM so that's why I figured like yo some shit was really gonna really even the BLM we were out, we were out there mm-hmm. protesting with yeah. masks on like we didn't know what the fuck that's was going saying, on that was the scariest part because if somebody they could have easily been disguised to be a BLM Mm-hmm. person that's for it and Definitely. then they start sending some shit off and I, I think 100% the ones who were saying shit off were a BLM supporter in disguise yeah. like they were that's yeah. how it just yeah. like dude I didn't get the backlash for the BLM but then they could do the capital shit right. like where's we talked about that yeah dude what the fuck's going on a bunch of motherfuckers that? walking up in the Under Armour gear that's how you knew it was some white boys it was like they, they was rocking the Under Armour those motherfuckers are wild bro yeah man and they made it seem like oh they got four months that's not yeah, a long time my nothing. G they ain't getting nothing bro they got some house arrest and yeah. shit probation yeah. they made it seem like that was the end of the world for these people they can't even get a routine in that time man yeah. they can work out for that and they ain't gonna see no results no results they gonna be back outside did you um, watch the Rick James Dot. Of course, man. Okay, dude. Thank you for the login. Oh, I, I watched it twice, bro. Yeah, no, it was deep, man. What did you What did you think about it? I was a big fan of Rick going into it before that. I mean, we talked about that mm-hmm. before because I always felt like you kind of had to like separate three. I don't want to say separate, but you kind of got to put them in, di- in different categories. Like you had Prince, who's a legend, of course. 100%. You had Mike, who's a legend, of course, and you had Rick. Mm-hmm. Rick was like. The one that was getting played at all the parties that was slamming the heroin, mm-hmm. like him and Marvin, like when yeah. Marvin was going through his shit, like mm-hmm. the hood really stuck with Rick mm-hmm. because, like, as they alluded into the documentary, anybody who's a music fan should watch that. 100%. By the way, because it kind of dips into the the Prince situation. It's kind of like a gatekeeper having yeah. a man open for, for him, sure. and then he's the one speaking up, like, yeah. yo, we need black music on MTV. Yeah. He was holding it down. Yeah. He kind of took the backlash yeah. for it, too. Yeah, they were looking at him like he was crazy. Yeah. So, but 
and that was the thing. Like one of the Rick James interviews, he was saying like, it's safe to play Michael. It's super safe because mm-hmm. that's like that's the person that tells you I'm not racist. My best friend is black, mm-hmm. even though they could be racist. Well, that's, the, that's the biggest you line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not racist. I listen to Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's super different. Mm-hmm. Prince was a lot similar to Rick because. Prince kind of got it out the mud coming from Minnesota and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... That's another thing I want to do. He was edgy, too, bro. He was Super real edgy. edgy, yes. Well, I always check out, like, how these dudes came from these cities that were not really big cities. Like, Rick James was from Buffalo, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince was from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And then you got Mike, who's from Gary, Indiana. You know talk about saying? a talk about a needle in the that's, haystack. Yeah, that's like crazy, and look how big they became. Mm-hmm. But you notice that shit didn't start going bad to them until they hit, hit the fame. Oh, oh yeah, hit, hit, hit the Hollywood bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think they felt like they made it because they were already there, not mm-hmm. knowing that it's so much easier, quote unquote, easier to make it. But mm-hmm. staying there is the hardest part mm-hmm. because you got motherfuckers. It's all they always say. It's harder to stay on top once you yeah, get there. Man. Yeah. Everything's catered to you. I seen that right. shit. That was crazy, yeah, dude. Yeah. I thought one of the biggest things I got that I didn't think about, he didn't have that you and I hit till he was Mm-mm. fucking 30, 31. Right. Yeah. He was out there grinding for yeah. 14 years. He went through the Motown machine. And yeah. I, I, I knew that, but I didn't know the extent yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. His pin game was crazy because look at the Mary Jane girls. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Rick still gets played in the hood to this day. Mm-hmm. You play Mary Jane. Mary Jane's a hit with the still, weddings, bro. It's still, right? People's faces, you like, play, they get up. and Yeah, you, you play Mary Jane girls all night long. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Don't, Tina Marie's at there, too. Oh, Tina, dude. Come on, man. Did you tell they broke it down? Well, yeah, like, four intros. Mm-hmm. That was, like, that's well, fucking genius, yeah, dog. Like, yeah. that's genius shit. He was kind of like Jimi Hendrix in a way where Jimmy was really, like, known for... If the chord doesn't sound right, the progression, I'm still going to keep it Still anyways, keep it, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just jamming out. Yeah, It feels yeah. good to me, whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's like not you, what we learned. You listen learned. to Voodoo Child and you're like, like, if you're playing the guitar, that chord is not supposed to go like that. Mm-hmm. But he could do it because he's Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He can go for it. make way, it seem effortless. Yeah, the same way Bob Dylan didn't care that people didn't like his voice. Mm-hmm. He liked his voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, my voice doesn't matter. My words matter. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was crazy. So, back to the, like, the, the separation between Prince, Mike, and, and Rick, Rick really had to get it out the mud because he was he was in all these bands before he became Rick James. Hiding from the government. Yeah, hiding. He, he was a, he was uh, a, a what, what do they call it? a draft dodger. Draft dodger, 100%. Yeah, so um, he did time for that. Mm-hmm. So he had to go through so much shit, and then he gets to Motown, and he's in that machine. Like, you can't imagine Motown and that whole doo-wop shit, right? Yeah, and Rick James, it doesn't mix. Mm-hmm. But Rick was so talented that he could definitely go in there and still serve work. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in there writing with Smokey and mm-hmm. Stevie and all of that. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So, you look at that, and then once he finally does his, his, his debut album, and he has these records that just, they resonate so much with a, a, a core audience. Like, songs like... In, like the, in the ghetto mm-hmm. when I was a young boy mm-hmm. Mr. Policeman dude that Mr. was Policeman. my that's my shit right? dude you know what I'm saying so yeah. that's way before it's time or whatever 100% like, dude where there's NWA and all the other shit that comes after it Rick was really doing it and this is right after the whole it, Vietnam hits different for him obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he was a draft dodger mm-hmm. or whatever so it's fucked up that he goes and he pretty much understands why why, why am I gonna go on that war Mm-hmm. That war does nothing for me because when I get back, I'm seeing all all you motherfuckers treat these Vietnam vets like trash. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to be another one? Mm-hmm. 
I love the whole aspect of him doing what he wanted for the people because the mm. people made him like he had the, that core audience yeah. was black people yeah. and he's a black artist yeah. and it was cool. like the interview he said I could say I could talk about Smoking Bud I yeah. could say Richard Nixon's an asshole yeah. like he was really before his time bro I think people need to stop sleeping yeah. on that like we gave him Super freak. I understand what that yeah. guy's saying. Why right. he hates it. It's yeah. like Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Right. I understand why they hate yeah. those records. That doesn't yeah. represent what they Rick. Are. Rick really it did was for a the song culture. Bigger than him, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, man. So your favorite Rick, your favorite Rick James song is Happy. Happy. Do with Tina Marie. That's an underrated mm. cut, dude. I showed my girl that and. The the R and B shit. Make love to me. Yeah. Uh, you turn me on. Right. My favorite is Hollywood. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, you know what I'm saying? 17 is my yeah, joint, but yeah, it probably ain't going to pass yeah. nowadays, but 17's yeah. a joint, dude. Right, right. It's just funky. I love the bass lines. I'm yeah. always like, man. And that, was, and that was the crazy part. Like, he knew how to play instruments, but he wasn't great at any of them. So that was before his time, too, because... Low-key Dre, in a sense. Yeah, Dre. Yeah, Ur- yeah, Ur- yeah. doesn't know how to play nah, instruments, but Ur- Gotta got got hear cr- it. He got crazy records, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it, it just... It was being so open about shit and then making sure those... Other instrument players were getting the the glorification of someone that was just as popular, mm-hmm. and he went back to his roots. Like, yo, y'all play, y'all play, y'all play. All right, fuck it, we gonna do this band. He didn't give a fuck what color they were. Exactly. Have the white boy in the. Yeah, he was that bad too. He though. was a bad. He was a bad. I remember yeah. my dad brought home that Rick James. Like, I guess it was in Europe. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker was rocking the whole time, yeah, dude. Man. I yeah. love that shit. I always loved, it. and then just to hear where he got the style with yeah. the hair and all yeah. that shit. I thought that was just that was hilarious the way he he broke it down because the thing is he was so open. Obviously, mm-hmm. like you even go back to the whole Dave Chappelle shit, which I hate bringing up when it comes to Rick James because. I love Dave Chappelle. Who doesn't? But I feel like that's similar to the Nirvana Teen Spirit song. Where it's, it's a like, parody, I know bro. Who Rick James is. I'm Rick James, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you do not know who the fuck Rick James mm-hmm. is. Rick James was that dude mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I mean, it, it's kind of sad how it went out, too, man, because I felt like BET, they knew his voice was shot. Damn, dude. And that, see, I didn't understand that either. Yeah, she, they didn't mention that. She yeah, died like fucking six yeah, months later. Yeah, like, it, like, they knew they were going through that shit. They they made a mockery of that too, man. Mm-hmm. But BET be doing some wild shit because, mm-hmm. like I said, I may be speaking out of time because I know it's black entertainment television, mm-hmm. but like they knew what they was doing with putting like a BET Uncut on there because mm-hmm. the music on BET Uncut was trash. Mm-hmm. It was just more of a look at what we're doing. Yeah, we got the music videos yeah, to show for it. Tip doing. Drill and shit. Yeah. I ain't never bumped Tip Drill right. in the club. Yeah, right. So it was, but it wasn't even songs like Tip Drill. It was songs that would never even make the light of day mm-hmm. in general that mm-hmm. were not even good like Remember three that. or four track beats with some vocals that weren't even mixed mm-hmm. and it was like cell phone camera footage mm-hmm. like razor cell phone camera footage mm-hmm. and not even the iPhone uh, that's how bad it looked mm-hmm. so that's why I was like they was making a mockery I remember Boondock saying the animation show made a mock like uh, they had an episode where they were kind of talking about that mm-hmm. or whatever like how Bob Johnson um, the dude who used to own a Bobcats he was like how, do, mm-hmm. how are we going to fuck up that money today mm-hmm. or whatever and it made perfect sense because you look at it and you're like yo that's not a representation when there was acts like the whole ruckus records movement mm-hmm. uh, there was so many like oh, what Common was doing like they should have segments of 
more than a BT uncut. Definitely. Or whatever. So, I mean, it was a world star before world star. You're right. 100%. Remember those? I would sneak in my room or fucking sneak in the TV time wild, at fucking 11 o'clock, dude. Yeah. As a kid, he's like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Like you, it was some shit you shouldn't have been watching. It was up there with fucking E Network fucking mm-hmm. showing the girls gone wild after yeah, 1 o'clock yeah, ads yeah. and shit, dog. It was right I up there. I never understood that, too. I always looked at it like, yo, why the fuck they showing these commercials for three hours? Yeah, dog. It was like the E shit with the girls gone wild and it was the Howard Stern show. Fucking Brooke Burke was this shit yeah, back Brooke then, dude. Was out there. Selling sex, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sex yeah, does sell at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, but back then, though, like... That's what we see with Rick. Yeah. Motherfucker was into his woman. Like, yeah. it was wild, dude. But even if you... That's a perfect segue into that because that was the Woodstock 99 era. Mm-hmm. The E, mm-hmm. um, Girls Gone Wild. I need to watch night. that shit. I haven't watched it yet, yeah, but I'm going to catch that. You got to check that out because it goes into the Woodstock um, festival... Because a lot of people forget that there was a Woodstock 94 in New York. Did not know that. Yeah. And okay. the Woodstock in 94 was like, you know, um, Pearl Jam and, and um, the Counting Crows mm-hmm. and, and the Cranberries, where mm-hmm. it was the heavy alternative, you know, music. It mm-hmm. was not Nirvana. It wasn't Metallica. Limbiscus and shit. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was, mm-hmm. it was that. It was all the songs that you would hear in fucking teen movies mm-hmm. or whatever. So it was super peaceful. Mm-hmm. But they had it like at the park in New York. I feel it was the big ass park that Garth Brooks performed at. And um, a lot of people got in for free mm-hmm. because it was a fucking park. Mm-hmm. So the Woodstock promoters are like, yo, we missed out on a lot of cash because nobody was checking these motherfuckers coming in. They mm-hmm. just pretty much came for free. Mm-hmm. There was no issues, no nothing. So they're like, yo, we're going to do it in 99, but right? This is the year Y2K. Everybody thinks the world's going to end. end. Let's fucking have a good time before we mm-hmm. go out. Yeah, we're going to do this wild shit. And they're like, we're going to get the most, quote unquote, popular people. Not knowing how the shit would never match. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to get... Because the original Woodstock was to promote peace. This was during the Vietnam times. Mm-hmm. So this is Woodstock 99. So how how are you going to promote that when you got groups like Limp Bizkit, Corn? Rage Against the Machine. Rage was crazy at yeah, the time, too. People know, don't understand. Yeah, Rage, Rage was crazy. Machine. Then you got, um, you know, DMX and, and all kinds of Metallica. You got all kinds of shit, right? And a lot of these bands and groups I love individually, but excluding them biscuits, but to me, they were horrible. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that was like the ultimate play on, all right, this works. All right, Eminem works right now. He's the white rapper. Was he there? I, I don't think he was there. Okay, I think okay, he okay. was on... Um, I don't think he was there. Um, I think he had just jumped off the Warp Tour mm-hmm. with Ozzy and them because a lot of the people that were on the Warp Tour didn't really go to Woodstock mm-hmm. okay. because I think they kind of sensed it because even like Moby and uh, R.E.M. and all of them, they were like, wait, I'm not going to jump on this fucking bill because how are you going to put Moby, a techno DJ, and then you're going to follow it up with Slipknot yeah, or fucking mm-hmm. Insane Clown Posse mm-hmm. or... You can't do that. It yeah, doesn't work because it's not going to work for one of the groups. Mm-hmm. It's not either going to work for me or it's not going to work for them because mm-hmm. you got people out there dancing EDM, electronic dance music, and you got these dudes doing this wild slipknot <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, facts. How is this going to work? Yeah, can't, can't match those crowds. Right, right. So um, I figured like the labels were like, oh, all right, Limp Biscuit, Eminem works, he's the white rapper, let's put a red hat on him at all times. I mean, I'm wearing a red hat, but it's Clippers hat. Different. No, I'm talking about like a do rag and yeah, shit. Right, Remember that, right, dude? That yeah. was wild. Yeah, that was yeah, that was an encore Eminem 2001. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, was, Royce with the pearls and shit. Yeah. I didn't get that, bro. I never got that. I never got that. The late 90s, early 2000s was fucking weird, bro. Mm-hmm. Because 
Royce was wearing a bandana with fucking medallions and stones in it. And I'm like, yo. Yeah. It was like a different aspect because that's when Cash Money was wearing bandanas. But they were wearing white ones, blue ones, red ones. So I'm like, Royce is like, I'm going to do them, but I'm going to put fucking rhinestones in it. Yeah. Like, it was wild. Like, I, I never understood it. I didn't right? get that. I never was. A, I remember watching the Beef documentary as a kid. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this posing? It's a yeah. poser shit, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Fuck with Royce 100% as an artist, yeah, I'm like, sure. Royce is amazing. Bazooka Royce is, Royce is the, or Bazooka Royce is the man, dude. Yeah. But damn, I didn't know. That was a weird time. Yeah. So, the, you know, you get Lynn Biscuit who's like, all right, let's do it. We got a white rapper who's doing Eminem. Let, let's just see if he can piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. We got a hard um, group like Corn that's working. What if we try to fuse them together and we put DJ Lethal from House of Pain as their DJ? Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. they do this fucking gumbo pot of bullshit mm-hmm. and it works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Listen to songs like Nookie right now. Oh, I hate that shit, bro. Right? Listen yeah. to uh, Break Something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're fucking horrible. There's some songs with Method Man. Don't want to keep them 1,000. That was always cool. I, right, yeah, I like. Because that DJ Premier on it. Yeah, you know I like that you shit were, a lot. You were, you were listening to the song because of Meth and DJ Premier. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. You fucking Fred Durst. Fred Durst is, yeah. I'm never like, oh, he's a fucking dope MC. Right. No, hell no. What you told me what David Bowie said about Fred Durst was mm-hmm. real shit. Like, mm-hmm. That got me thinking like... Mm-hmm. Just because you on the same stage doesn't mean you're yeah. at that level of David right. Bowie. You consider yeah. yourself an artist. Yep. You're just throwing some shit on some fucking drums and some yeah. fucking loud music. Like, that doesn't make you. There's no art in that yeah, shit, bro. Never. And look at it. Like, pretty much David Bowie was like known for saying like that a lot of music won't live past 20 years. Mm-hmm. If your music's not living past twenty years, don't tell me something about a classic album. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. We were just. I think you were just talking about that too. How they're already, you know, labeling Donda fucking yeah. classic no, and this dude Drake shit. Mid, That's, Everything's mid, bro. I think the Nas album. God, we can get into that shit too. Yeah, that Nas shit was. Like I said, like we can get into the Nas album, of course, but like the Drake album was mid. 100% mid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. songs on there that I do like. Mm-hmm. Just like Donda was mid. There were songs on there that I do like. When I say something is mid, automatically be like, oh, you're hating. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just not saying that it's great. We're comparing it to what the fuck's right. great. You know like, there's I'm nothing like, wrong with that. Talk to me in like three years and ask me if you're still bumping that. Can you remember um, a song off J. Cole's last album? Like, KOD? Besides KOD, no, I can't. I can't. I maybe ATM, maybe, but no. I can't remember a line off of that. But you tell me, Illmatic, Life's yeah. a Bitch. I could yeah. give you the AZ Absolutely. verse, hundred percent. That's the difference. That's the, that's the big difference. And like I said, like there, there's so many different ways you can label something classic. I just hate when it gets thrown out so quick because that word means nothing now. Mm-hmm. Everything's a classic. Everyone's a goat. Mm-hmm. Like that shit don't mean nothing to nobody. They watered it down, bro. Yeah. My guy Donis always tells me that. Like, no, this. Mm-hmm. You can't be a classic rapper unless you really we see you in 20 years. Right. And like I said, if, if I was to break down Donda, I could probably give you 11 to 12 songs that I like on there. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, oh, that's a good album if you just put these 11 to 12 songs on there. <laughs> yeah, same 24 with, was crazy. Yeah, s- same as the Certified Level Boy one. I'm like, yo, there's like probably 10 or 11 songs I like on there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's a great album, though. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing with the rest? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's trash. It's all filler. It's filler. Yeah. Or whatever. And I think uh, they... they the fight is fixed, man, because they they running a trick on y'all. I, they're putting these long ass albums out um, because everything is getting played on a DSP. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's a digital streaming platform. Mm-hmm. So the more songs I have, even if it's clicked, it's getting played. They, and they they're they're seeing it as and a they're making money. They're just they're just like a website. I just need a view. Just look yeah. at it for five seconds. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you do. That's what I'm saying. So it's like. 
these people are not giving you 27 songs because, oh, I need 27 songs to express myself. Yeah. They're saying, I need 27 clicks. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And that's it. We're building up, the, we're building up our, our numbers. That's all they're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't fool a person like that because I'm like, yo, these don't even sound like sonically the same. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, they sound like they're just thrown on. Like, oh, that works enough. I felt like Drake Castle's songs he just fucking threw on there, bro. I, and that's cool, but you could, as people who love the game, right. you could know when there's some filler that's shit. That's what I'm saying. And like I said, like, look, if you play me a record from Drake today and play me a record from Drake three years ago, they sound exactly the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The same content, same everything. He has a formula, 100%. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he raps for dudes that want to have cool IG captions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, 100%, like, dude. He raps for girls that want to dance on their IG live for fucking 10 seconds mm-hmm. like he does that and that's fine 100% fine but you can't tell me a person like that is a goat exactly he's a great artist I think he's Michael Jackson Michael he, Jackson is a legend is a goat but Mike, Michael Jackson is not Prince yeah 100% you know what I'm saying like, he's not even Rick yeah he's not even Rick you know, in my book uh, at least you know what I'm saying like he's Michael Jackson after the off the wall and throw the album mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the shit was Cool, mm-hmm. but but bad, it was never that yeah, bad. Was not thriller. Drake would never do the mm-hmm. Houston. And what was the uh, the so far gone? That's that my first. Tra- that was my shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, his most classic shit is something that he put out before he was even signed. That's how I feel about Big Crit. Crit was here was my shit. You know I'm, I'm so glad they put that on Apple Music. Yeah, no, it's. I think people getting did people come up. Oh, you're hating on Drake? Like, no, nah, nah, bro, he's a great artist. Nah. And like I said, I get this a lot from weirdos. Weirdos, right? I used to do music. Oh, you're just mad because you never did. No, 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 no. That's not. That's <laughs> no, not even it's not close. it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if I was a motherfucker that laid cement, right? Mm-hmm. Little side jobs. If I, if I laid cement for half of my life, mm-hmm. I can go up to a big ass building and be like, man, they did this really good. Why? Why do you say that? Because I've done this before. Yes, 100%. I may have not done it. it on this level, Yes. but I've laid cement before. You know what good cement looked like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So bro. I can appreciate Yes, yes. Like, that was a fucking bar, by the way. You know that. Yeah, that right. was. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. you can appreciate it because you've done it. Mm-hmm. A DJ, a DJ, whether you're a good or a bad DJ, mm-hmm. you understand what's a good DJ. You hear it. You a person that does it. not DJ mm-hmm. shouldn't say anything about a DJ because mm-hmm. you don't know what it's like mm-hmm. to be even a bad DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what no I'm dance floor, no people no, on the dance floor no or we're feeling. You don't know how to move the crowd. You don't know what works, what yeah, doesn't. Just yeah. because you like something doesn't mean that the whole crowd's not going to like it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All of that shit matters, bro. You know what I'm saying? So get that hating because you didn't make it. Shit, that's not that's even. That's weird, bro. No, mm-hmm. not even. I laugh at shit like that mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just like. You could tell. Just go back to the whole thing where I said about people that lay cement. Mm-hmm. They could tell you a lot more about a building than a motherfucker that never never did never did his life. Those are right? mixed the motherfucker. Yeah, exactly right. So um, that was the case. And like I said, there's songs that he puts out that I like. Mm-hmm. That I like it. Love him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's not trash. He's not the worst. None none of that. But he's not a goat, and his albums are not classic. I don't think he's given us a classic yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. a lot to be desired for him to put a classic out. And the way he's moving right now, I don't think we're gonna get it because no, we're like, in that era right he's now. On we're his just way trying out to already. Like, yeah, he, he's he's to the point where he's making so much music. Like we would have got a classic a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I said, these albums are not bad albums. They're not. They definitely help. When he wants to go out on a tour, whenever he wants to put some stuff out, whenever he wants to sell a bundle with a fucking trash hoodie mm-hmm. and a hat, mm-hmm. like he could do all of that because mm-hmm. it's good enough to move mm-hmm. or whatever. But like as far as people that, you know, don't see past that, 
they're thinking like, oh, you think I guarantee you he doesn't have the same dedication as he did when he made so far. Like, Not at all. And that's normal. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. It's like it's harder to win. The starving artist is always a little bit more than the full artist, right. in my opinion. And like I always say, I'll, and they always say you compare Kendrick to. It's not even about that. Everybody knows I love Kendrick, but at the same time, I look at body of work. Kendrick waited his whole life to get a main, like a chance, right? Mm-hmm. He gave a section eighty. And he gave, and Drake gave us so far gone, right? Let's mm-hmm. just say they're both even. Mm-hmm. Both classics in their own aspect. Mm-hmm. Now they get their shot. One gets one with Cash Money, Lil Wayne, the biggest rapper in the world. Mm-hmm. And one gets one with Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One gives us Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. The other one gives us that fucking album. I don't even know what Damn, I forgot what the fuck it's called, too. What That's was what the I'm first saying. one called? I don't know, but it had that fancy on it. With Swiss fancy, he had yeah. Find Your Love and thank shit. Thank Me Later. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank Me Later. Yeah, Timbo right? was on it a little yeah. bit, too. Yeah, I remember that shit. So he had access to the best producers in the world. Mm-hmm. He had probably a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So Far Gone was way bigger than Section 8. No, 100%. But who's the one that gave us the classic? Kendrick. With, no, with maybe one Dre feature, no Dre beats, the just the cosign. I say the same thing about J. Cole. Mm-hmm. When J. Cole gave us the warm-up, we was ready, right? Mm-hmm. He signed a Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. He had a Jay Z feature on Blueprint Three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that uh, Star is Born. Right? That's my shit. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. So he gets a shot, and what does he give us? What was the first one? I can't fucking tell you. With that trash ass workout song. The workout song. Yeah, I didn't get. Don't that. talk to me about that, bro. Is that the game though? You think though too? The main that radio shit. Like you know how it is with these labels. They need that. Oh, we, they fifty at that time too. We felt we needed a radio hit. Radio doesn't even matter. Doesn't no even more. matter no more, you know right? What I'm and I say that respectfully. Like mm-hmm. there is a place for radio. Mm-hmm. Of course, there always will be. Radio is important, but it doesn't matter to break an artist because artists break themselves on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially now, mm-hmm. a bad artist could break himself on. We the We can internet. make a song right now, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And a, like I said, a bad artist will break himself on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, who's that dude uh, with the fucking colored hair from Florida? Fucking Rainbow no, Boy. No, 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 oh, no. no. Fuck. Um, um, the Gucci Gang dude. Oh, Pump. Lil Pump. Gosh, God. He broke himself on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Lil Yachty and them broke himself on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Chief Keep broke himself on, on YouTube. Crazy how people think these guys are right. above mid. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, no way. And that's what I'm saying. And, and like I said, there's no hate in that. I'm glad all of them are making money. I'm glad they're fine. But I'm Own saying, their own masters? Give yeah, props. 100%. They're all rich. Yeah, Congratulations. 100%. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But... Mm-hmm. That's why you will never see a versus battle between anybody from an artist who dropped from 2010 to now. <laughs> 100%. Look you at can't. the numbers, the lie. Like, if you look at all the verses, a versus, for people that don't know, is when somebody puts their catalog against somebody who's similar and they put their catalog. That's mm-hmm. 20 songs each. Mm-hmm. You give me 20 songs of Lil Pump. You give me 20 songs of whoever, and it's not going to work. Not at all. It's not going to work. Not That's what all. I'm saying. Like, you look at all these verses that happen, it's all shit from the 90s and the early 2000s. Legends, bro. Legends. I'm ready for Ja Rule and Fat Joe. That would be That's, That's a sleeper. Yeah. People don't understand that Ja got crazy records. Ja is the man, bro. Ja got crazy, stupid records. And I love 50. I love G-Unit. Mm-hmm. You could love all these people and give them their roses, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part where I don't understand. Like, Ja always, man, he fucked, man. They always blackballed that man after that 50 beef. I thought he... It's on, it's on money, though, man. Blood in My Eye was a good album. It was a good album. Clapback's my shit. Yeah, not only that, though, but, like, you got to understand where Ja came from. Mike Geronimo and Cash mm-hmm. Money Clips yeah, in the, in yeah, the early yeah, 90s. Yeah. He was raw as fuck, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, the Vinny was it, Vinny Vinavici? Yeah, yeah, that was hard. Fuck. The shit he did with the the, the Can I Get It with Jay and, yeah, and he, he did crazy records. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's gonna get a lot of respect 
when he does the 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 verses with Joe because Joe's a legend too. But Joe might get washed because when always on time drops or put it on me, put it on me. God Come on, damn, man. that shit. Oh, I'm real. Come on. Shh. Yeah, all, all that shit when that that, Real could guy hits. Off, that could ring off today, and you are gonna get a pop like, oh shit, yeah, because it's different, bro. Yeah, like, it's different. And Joe got hits, but I don't think no, that Joe's they... my guy. Like yeah. Joe, everybody knows I got Pun in my top three. Mm-hmm. Pun is my he was Terror Squad was my main inspiration growing up. Mm-hmm. I used to have pictures of like Cuban Link, mm-hmm. Triple Chase, mm-hmm. Armageddon. I had that shit in my binders. Tony Sunshine and shit. Tony Sunshine, Shout all, to all, all of that. Shout out to all of them. They mm-hmm. legends to me especially. But when it comes to putting hits together, it's a different level, bro. Rule had that for like 99, no, yeah. 98 to 2002 yeah. maybe. Yeah, 2002. And not only that, she was doing with Mary J, yeah. Ashanti shit. Yeah. All of that works, right? So you look at that from an aspect of someone who put in so much work that had certified classic singles. And they say, if they forget that New York song that Jada dropped, that's, that's a rule song. song. That's yeah. a Jaw song that's right Jaw there. Song. Good that God. was Cool and Dre's first like hit outside yeah. of Hated to Love It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit was the... Like, Gotti, Irv Gotti is a mad... He's a fucking... He's a legend. Mm-hmm. He, remember the, the movie Belly? Irv Gotti was one of the directors with Hype Wings. Mm-hmm. So all of y'all that love Belly with X and Nines... Irv Gotti was just as important as that mm-hmm. because people forget DMX just finished his first album when he got that role. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people forget X had that '98 year where he put out "Dark as Hell Tide" mm-hmm. and "Flesh of My Flesh" in the same fucking year. Nine months apart. Nine the months fuck, apart, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like classics, classics. real classics, classics, my guy. And that's what I'm saying. Like you ain't gonna get that from nobody. This and, year. You have to remember too, and you know how these these albums are structured. Mm-hmm. Then King's Disease too, mm-hmm. the way it's structured. That boy's amazing. It's not like that now, yeah. bro. The way it's synced in, the way this everything kind of just flows with mm-hmm. it. You can't skip a song yeah, on same King's thing Disease, with King, bro. King's Disease one. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. Like Head Boy, he did N.I.G.G.A.'s in Paris. Mm-hmm. Watch the throne. Mm-hmm. That's probably his biggest song. Will probably be his biggest song ever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't produce like that no more because hip hop. You you can understand the shit that he does is the shit that he does with like Nip, mm-hmm. the shit that he does with like Big Sean, mm-hmm. the shit that he does with Dom Kennedy. That's what I heard from his first. time I heard was with Big Sean when mm-hmm. he was doing his little mixtapes. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, yo, he's he's amazing, man. Dude, it's, he's amazing, and that's what I'm saying. At the King's Disease, King's Disease, and King's Disease Two is finally like, damn, Nas got a go-to producer yeah. in my opinion. Right. Like yeah. that was always my beef with Nas. Like I hate the beats he raps on, bro. I, ne- I never felt that way though. But like I said, he's my favorite rapper of all time, so mm-hmm. I, I get that. Like mm-hmm. my top three has always been Nas, Pun, and Scarface. Mm, Scarface is my guy. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like those are my top three. It's never, it's never changed. It's never gonna change because I think that they they branched off so many other people that are under them that you don't even know. Like people don't understand how much Eminem was influenced by Big Pun. Mm-hmm. 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 A bunch, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nas, it's the whole tree, the whole Queensbridge tree is under Nas. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying that's the whole thing. You know it's refreshing I mean? to hear, like we hear these mids, right? Talk about mm-hmm. and that's no diss to this new age stuff. Yeah. But then when you hear a guy like Nas come in and it's like mm-hmm. that yeah, it's sound different. hit, he's always done. It's a, it's, it's on steroids yeah. now, and it just shows the big difference. Like now, Nas, this works. is how it's done. It works with Hit Boy and Nas because you could tell Hit Boy was 
influenced by a lot of the best Nas records, mm-hmm. the Premiers, mm-hmm. the LESs, the Alchemists, mm-hmm. and he kind of put that in his own pot and made his own sound. Mm-hmm. And now it's on steroids because Hit Boy is humongous, mm-hmm. he's amazing in mm-hmm. his own sense. He added Nas voice that just adds like it's another perfect. instrument on it. Rare's my, like Rare's my one of my yeah, favorite Nas songs, dude, ever, dude. That's yeah. my. I, yeah. I just can't stop listening. The one with Lauren Hill come on and spit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you really listen to what she sings, like. She sang a lot. Just like, why am I gonna have a? Why are they gonna make a parody like they did with Rick James? Like, right. you know, I'm Rick James, bitch. I don't yeah. need to be like that. Exactly. I got the game before right. y'all knew what to do with it. Right. Like, I knew what I was doing. Absolutely, it's crazy how she really broke it down. Like, and we mm-hmm. always bring it back to the Rick James dog. Mm-hmm. Like, see what they did to him at the end. Yeah. They made him a fucking joke. Yeah. He embraced it because he, yeah. you know, he, he broke. He wanted to be relevant. You know yeah. what I mean? He, I think he needed that spotlight too. Yeah. It's ego. It's, Not it's, that he was an addict. He was an addict. Dog, I didn't so, even know his dopamine was fucked up like yeah, that. Not only that though, but like if you're an addict, you have an addictive personality. So if you're mm-hmm. used to being famous, that's gotta be a hard pill to swallow once you're not. And you can't just like that light switch. You can't turn that Rick James mm-hmm. off. I never. Nah. It's wrestling. It's like Ric Flair. That's right. kind of they always say his problem. You can't yeah. separate the original person from this character you're playing. That the world sees the world know the image. Yeah. That's wild. That's scary if you mm-hmm. really think about it, my yeah, guy. Yeah, man. It's like you gotta. It's not all like rosy and peaches and cream, man. Because you look at someone like LeBron James, who's one of the best to ever do it, and he's worked his ass off to get to that point. Like he can't go into a McDonald's, Mm-mm. he can't Definitely. go to a grocery store, he, he can't go, go with his kids, mo- he can't go watch a movie. Mm-hmm. He's always got to be LeBron James. Like that shit comes with a consequence. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, like it's a crazy world. That's why whenever I see like famous people or I've had the chance to meet them. I don't do them the most because I'm like they do they deal with that shit all the time all day at least let me do my part and give them like that respect but also be respectful mm-hmm. and treat them as a person because mm-hmm. they are you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like um yeah because I've seen people do the most man I know I, when we used to go to the boxing fights bro I was just trying to best to dap them up yeah, like man. even with glasses dap yeah, them up and yeah. like yeah fucking baker so thing right. like yeah bro but I ain't gonna be fucking. Oh, hey, what's up? Like yeah. in front of everybody, yeah. I just try to be cool. You just yeah. a person like you and I, bro. Who's be doing the most? They man. just happen to make some good ass music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Good for them, man. Like, man, keep doing your thing, man. I love what you're doing. Yeah, bro, it's for the moving. culture, bro. I think what's keep bigger than we love the culture, right? And not just hip hop, just with everything that comes with it. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I, that's what I um. That's why I see with Rick too. Like the culture he embraced, the mm-hmm. shit I, I was always gravitated to. Right. That street life shit, yeah. like he was really about that. That's mm-hmm. why I love about the Nas album. It's like. Yeah. I, he's painting a picture. I, I, I feel like I'm in QB right now with yeah. the shit he's saying. Yeah. The guys now can't do that shit. Exactly. That's what no I, hate, but it yeah. just doesn't. I posted a video. I'm like, how come you guys as goats don't do videos and music like this? Because mm-hmm. they can't. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't. They can't. And, and like I said, and that's fine. But make sure when you, like there's there's OGs and there's little homies. Mm-hmm. 100%. You will always be the little homie. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, mm-hmm. but always know that there's an OG that got rank above you. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's always gonna check you when you it's need always, it. Yeah, that's what they're that's there it. for. And that's it. And that's fine or whatever. So it's not no tough guy, no bully shit. It's just always understand inside your own lane, you can be whatever you want, mm-hmm. good, bad. You call it. You deal with the consequences, or you or you get the fruits of them labels. Mm-hmm. 
But you should always know that there's somebody that was there before you that did a way better than you. Mm-hmm. That influenced you to do what you're doing. 100%. That's it. It's and not that hard. I think people, even when I'm still, I still think I'm the generation, right? Like, mm-hmm. we still got the older guys. I think it's important for people like me to reach out to those who influenced us right. and ask for ideas. Hey, what did you guys do back right. in the day? That's the banner shit. All that, like, we got to do shit back. We in the 90s now. Mm-hmm. We got to put that shit everywhere. Internet's great, but mm-hmm. we got to let the people see this shit. Yeah, I wish motherfuckers didn't have the internet, man. Yeah, dude. I, I feel like they should. I really wish that. I don't know whoever listened to this, man, put a cap on this shit. Yeah, dude. Like, have people only have internet access for so many hours out of the week. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're doing that shit in China. Yeah, three I'm hours saying? a day, bro. Hey, <laughs> man. I'm just saying, it probably works because, like, yeah, the people would be so productive on other shit. Mm-hmm. It contaminates everything, Everybody bro. says, man, like, I, ain't, I just don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. You on the internet seven hours a day. Mm-hmm. And our phones tell us yeah, how long we on there I'm now. Saying, you get that fucking report every Sunday. God damn. Eight. Shit, I'm like, damn, you want this motherfucker this much? I'm like, damn. You could do eight, eight hours of hard work on something, you could mm-hmm. figure it out. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I fall victim to that too mm-hmm. see you all the time yeah, see you know all the time like I, I fall victim to that too but at least I know I mean it's the biggest strength is knowing what your weaknesses I think the biggest thing too bro with us is we we're not gonna we're not gonna ever depict something we're not we're yeah. gonna be consistent with who we are and that's yeah. all we could do we oh, don't yeah, we sure. can't ever be fake cause I think we're around people who will call us out like yo Absolutely. that's not you my yeah. G yeah, nah, and I, that's kind of what's always been kept me ground that's why I know I always can never act out like, oh, that's not me though yeah. like I would get called out right, right. somebody tell me that Aaron what yeah. the hell are you doing bro Absolutely. you didn't need that bro mm-hmm. think there is like a, we should have someone kind of low key checking you yeah, like dog for sure. why are you acting like we, we know you in real life yeah commissioner of the internet yeah that's why so. I'm trying to be like <laughs> Even with the stuff we do with the pod, I think right. it's organic and yeah. just, just keep it 1,000 with people. It's the way we spend the real shit. Absolutely. Like we came in here like nothing. We ain't got no fucking agenda, no check, no no docket, no nothing. Nothing, bro, like just, nothing. This is all off the top of the head, and you can see how easy it flows. Like ain't no dead air, no nothing, because... We really rock with each other like that. And we're and really like, interested, but we're interested about a lot of the same absolutely. things, and we it's like, it's, it's a... It's organic, and those are the best convos, mm-hmm. bro. That's why I tell people, everybody who walks in here, I'm like, just talk, yeah, bro. Up, we man? do it's what we that. always do. That's called. That was the inspiration. Since we're on the road of 100, I guess we mm. could talk about the inspiration. The inspiration was always these conversations we've always had, but mm. we just never put them on wax. Right. So now maybe we could get a glimpse. We can't get all of it because we talk a fucking crazy nah, shit all day. Sure. If we get a glimpse of that magic, bro, and put it on the mic, yeah. I think this pod like is going to be you, good, bro. All you got to do, man, whenever you're putting out an hour's worth of content or whatever, however much content, of you could just spit some shit that's gonna have somebody just be like, oh man, I got what he was saying. Mm-hmm. You have the illest podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. You have the illest song in the world. I don't go fuck who tells you different. Mm-hmm. If somebody, anybody says, man, when you said that one part, man, I felt that. Mm-hmm. Or when you said this in that podcast, I felt that. Mm-hmm. That's all you gotta do it for. I don't give a fuck about if you felt the other 59 minutes or whatever. If I said something that's gonna gravitate towards you and give you a different aspect of whatever you're looking at, for a little bit, mm-hmm. I did my part. Yeah, definitely. You did your part. We're just here anything. shooting the shit. Like mm-hmm. this is this is therapy. This is fun talk. Yeah. This is talking about the culture, hip hop. Like this is a little bit of everything. Yeah. I'm passionate about all this shit. Like yeah, I'm dog. super passionate about music. I'm super passionate about sports. I'm super passionate about being a father, a husband, all of that shit. I can talk circles around it because ain't no like ain't no cap in my rap, Jack. Like mm-hmm. I'm keeping it a buck at all times about mm-hmm. everything I feel, mm-hmm. and I'm open to suggestions. If I'm wrong about something, we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it ain't it ain't nothing where I feel like what I say is cemented what's right or wrong. Like mm-hmm. no, it's what I feel, and I could be wrong, and I'm open to suggesting. Yo, 
I don't know. I don't get what you on that part. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What you think? Boom. And that's I think that's what's missing in the world the now, world, bro. Man. The world like need said, that. Back to the vaccination stuff. Like I know people that are vaccinated and people that are not. Yeah. But I why I, it shouldn't be a me versus you thing at yeah. any time. Like yeah. it's weird. And I think it's such a contradictory. We're talking about you know, people, oh, I don't gotta wear a mask, mm-hmm. my body. Yeah. Why the fuck am I getting a vaccination? Right. But they're gonna tell women what to do with their bodies. Yeah, that's a mess. That man. is wild, bro. I yeah. didn't think everybody should do what they want. Yeah. And if it's harmful to me, let me rock, bro. Mm-hmm. And if it's that bad, I'll listen to you and say, Hey, mm-hmm. you need to slow down or yeah. but I think if it's not if it's my personal decision with anything, wearing a mask, taking the vax, right. I think we should all have our you know our liberties but our personal liberties and do what the fuck we want yeah and if somebody don't fuck with you because you decide to do one thing then that's easy that's an easy call yeah, that's, you don't gotta fuck with you them. just took you just cut the little yeah, fat that's off that's cool like sunny center bronze so you got rid of them cheap yeah if, definitely. All, if we got a falling out over a disagreement on something so petty then we never stood for anything anyway yeah so that, that found that foundation shit. was shit that's what i'm saying that cement was trash yeah cement was you know trash so, bro. i mean it is what it is man so yeah i, I think that's a big aspect on like the world today, man, is like where people just want to find something to disagree about. To, mm-hmm. That's their topic of conversation is a disagreement. That's or what argument. What, 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 what K-Dot said in that new song with Baby Keem, mm-hmm. like these overnight activists. Yeah. Like if you really stand for something, go do some shit about right. them, my G. Go bring, in, go bring in some of these people then if you're really about that. Yeah. That's what I, I felt that 100%. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, where's all that at? Like, why did that stop all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Well, like, was there something that was fixed? Yeah, definitely. I didn't see any changes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Cops are still killing people. It's crazy how we're talking about, you know, like in Iraq or in, uh, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're being people with clubs. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're tear gassing the woman. Yeah. What do we do here, my G? Right. Like, what do we do we're with doing these people? Yeah, we over here shooting unarmed men yeah. who are handcuffed. We're, we're choking men who are handcuffed on their back and can't defend themselves. Cops that are shooting people in front of their kids and killing them. Yeah, bro. Like, oh, it's like, ridiculous. And on camera. Bro. This is America, yeah, and on camera. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, so grim, we so grimy about it, we doing it on camera. And we're so de- we're so desensitized towards That's it, bro. It's sickening, bro. Like, yeah. there's a thing on Twitter called Breaking 911. It's all these stories. Yeah. Fucking videos are horrendous, bro. Like, yeah. you show that shit 20, 30 years ago on TV, you'd be outraged. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. it's just like, oh, Unless fuck. it was like a Mexico news, because Mexico don't give a fuck. They be showing <laughs> dead bodies like nothing. <laughs> Yeah, dog. Tell one time I was crazy. at man, I was at, at my grandma's house in, in Mexico one time, like a long, like twenty years ago, and I was just watching the news, and I just they're, they're just talking right, and all of a sudden they just pants were fucking dead body floating in the river. I'm like, yo, they ain't no sensitive shit. <laughs> like, yo, they, they just showing anything on this motherfucker right now. Yeah. Like some other countries, they don't care because you want to talk about some shit that's desensitized. It's like. All them cartel videos that be going on, like in Mexico, where they be yeah. chopping people up and shit. Yeah. Kids be watching that in libraries, bro. Yeah. They don't care. Those motherfucking videos are crazy. Yeah, I will never. Mm-hmm. I'll try to stay away from all that shit. I can't help it, my guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. This shit is nuts. But is it, it's crazy how that could be the reality of life. And I think people at a point do need to know, like, hey, this does go on, though. Like, yeah. don't, don't be. This isn't TV where. You're fucking slaying there. I'm shot. No, my G, you're nah, gonna be. There's nah, nothing yeah. like on TV, bro. Right, this shit's nah, real. Yeah, this shit's real. Yeah, you could, and you could tell too, man. Like they're getting so more brutal because they want to one up the next video. Yeah, like yo, instead of doing this, I'm gonna get this dude's kids and I'm, the like fuck? they're doing some wild shit. Yeah, like, that's why I was like, when I, I'm not into the whole world as ending talk, but like I could see why people be on that because yeah, they, they be doing some shit that it's just like. 
They're messing with messing with genders, mm -hmm. idolizing weird shit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's what we're getting down now. Yeah, like, I can man. see if they were not a religious man, but if God did want to end it, right. I wouldn't question yeah. the man. There's some crazy shit. That's going why I'd be agreeing with Thanos sometimes. I'm like, yo, like I wish half of these motherfuckers was just yeah. whatever because there's a lot of good and evil. But like that's why I say when when I hear good and evil, I think fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's fifty good, fifty bad because mm -hmm. a lot of the shit that you think is good or, or decent, they're just wearing a mask. Yeah. And they're waiting for that time to wild the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And we've seen little pieces of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've seen little trailers and teasers of that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, people is um, dying of thirst. All right, I'm going to sell this butt, this guy in the water for 45 minutes. Money's a crazy you know fucking thing, bro. That's Money's a like wild thing. Scary times, man. Yeah, dude. I don't want to. I I understand hundred percent where these uh, Jesus freaks and shit be like, yo, the world's ending. Mm -hmm. You have a good case. I can see it. Lil Nas X on the on the cover on these magazines. Yeah, I bro. Don't know what's up with that? Bro. But like I told my guy, I can't let it bother me because I know I'm not listening to that shit. Yeah. But I see the publicity where he gets people talking. Yeah. Shock value, right? Like, I hate shock value rappers. That pisses me off, bro. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I have no problem with with them LGBT. Whatever. LGBT, yeah, yeah, we shout to the abbreviations. Yeah, to Love them. Yeah, whatever. And like I said, like I don't. I like I said, don't it don't bother me because it's not something I care about to the point. We're not gonna ever listen for, to a little like, Nas shit, bro. But like, there's people that they're so offended by it. But I feel like it's another thing of people just dying to be offended. Yeah, dog. Like, hundred percent. What are you gonna wake up mad at today? Yeah. What are you fake mad at? How could you live your life like oh, that? Oh man, fuck all that. I think there's a thing on Joe Rogan. We're talking about his friends. He, they get so worked up on these phones, on Twitter, mm -hmm. fucking Twitter mm -hmm. fingers. Like I learned from that. Like I can't yeah. be worried about none of that shit, bro. If it don't yeah. affect me, like I want to be stressed about what I want to be stressed right. about. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Yeah. No, nah, like my shit. Like I just like to be having fun with my shit. Like I just be out there making jokes. And, we only hear once, dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So when I go, I hope it's for a long time. I'm gonna be remembered as someone who was solid and just you know have fun. Yeah. Because like the thing is like. I ain't, I ain't, we ain't really have that much time to be mad at shit. Dog, I can't be mad at something that don't bother me just to be fake mad on the internet. Honestly, just say we lived at 65. Right. 65 is not a long time, yeah, bro. No, hell no. It's like that. My, yeah. In the course of history, right. what's 65 years, 70 yeah. years? Yeah. God bless my uncle over 80. Mm -hmm. That still doesn't feel like enough no, time, not, bro. Yeah, like, I, lost, I lost my pops and you know he was younger in that part. You just you crazy. get over it. Yeah, like, no, yeah, you feel like, oh, well, you look at the years, you're like, oh, he died at 60, something like that. That's not bad. And you're like, damn the hell no, that's not enough. No, hundred percent. Like, because I'd be seeing, I'd be seeing cats this in their nineties. How old was your pop, How old were you when your pops passed? I was thirty three. That's that was that was that's the same exact age my grandpa when mm. he lost his dad. Yeah. And thinking like, damn, you know my grandpa's old now, but uh, he was thirty three. I'm about to hit yeah. thirty three. I don't want to lose my pop at thirty three, yeah, bro. Tough. I can't imagine what y'all went through, bro. Was, that was the hard part for me because like that's why I stopped doing music because like I was. That was like one of the craziest times ever because I was in the middle of becoming a father. Like he never got to meet Sophie. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that fucked me up to a point where I still don't get over it. So I just block it out, mm -hmm. type of shit. But I, I talk about it because it helps talking about it. Yeah, but I feel like um, when I lost my pops, like my drive to do anything than being a father was that's it. Yeah. Because I, I was like, damn. He, I only had him for 33 years. Mm -hmm. And he had so much more to learn from him. Absolutely. Now, now as being a father, now, now he's about to show I'm, you yeah. the game. So no, I had to freestyle that shit. God like, damn. That's so Yeah, rough, so bro. that's why I'm so uh, close with my father-in-law. Mm -hmm. Like, my, my wife's dad. Like, that's why me and him are so close because mm -hmm. that's my dad. Like, 100%. It's not my father-in-law. That's my dad. Yeah, 100%. Or whatever. And um, it, it's tough, man. That's why, I, like, 
whenever like Father's Days or Mother's Days and stuff like that, whenever that comes around, man, check in on the people that lost their theirs because those days are hard for me. Yeah, bro. And, and I know how hard it is for me because even though I'm a dad and I'm celebrating it now, like I don't got someone I can call mm-hmm. or whatever. Like when sometimes like I be around people and they disregard their parents when they're like, man, he just disregarded you, whatever. Like I'll just call him later. I'm like, man, I wish I had that chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could talk to my pops about the Dodger game or mm-hmm. the Cowboy game or, or the Charger game. Oh, the fucking Rick James yeah, doc. My dad's the biggest saying? Rick James fan. Right? Like, dude, you, know you gotta saying? watch so this shit. So it was like, I wish I had those opportunities and, and they're gone like that. And you never get over it. You just deal with it or whatever. So um, that's why I never liked Fourth of July ever because I hated the smell of fireworks and mm-hmm. there was a fucking mess on the streets. And mm-hmm. that, that holiday lasts fucking two weeks mm-hmm. in the projects. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Motherfuckers mm-hmm. got... Fireworks a week before forever, and a week after. Dog, yeah, so I'm like, forever. this motherfucking July is trash. Yeah, yeah. But my pops died on July 3rd, so now I hate it even more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, um, it's it's a crazy spot, man. So um, that's why it was one of the biggest reasons why I stopped doing music. A lot of people know, a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I had a momentum and I just stopped. Literally, I just stopped. I know, bro. Or whatever. And um, I never had, to, I never felt like I needed to tell people, like, what the fuck you care about? I'm yeah. going through some real shit. Yeah. Some real life shit that only you, certain people understand or whatever. And it got to the point where I was ready to talk about it. Two years it passed. Mm-hmm. So, two years in music, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Sound is changing. Sound is changing. Shit's evolving. People forgot, and that's fine. Or yeah. whatever. So, um, but like my real ones, my, my, my team know. But, like, I became the best dad in the world. Yeah, I see so, that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I was like, it was an even trade for me mm-hmm. or whatever. Because this is something I wanted to ask you, too, because I had a conversation about this. If you had the opportunity, like, when do you think were the happiest times of your life? Bro, honestly, I'm just going to the truth. Mm-hmm. Now. Okay. Now. It's fucking crazy, right? I never got that answer. Bro. I always get like, you know, high school or when I was a young kid or da 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 da. Yeah. Because like I was a like a, I would, the question would be, like, hypothetically speaking, outside of the time now, give me a, a Um Probably my damn dude, because every time I think of a good time, I'm like, fuck, I used to deal with that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, bro, when fucking maybe high school then, I guess my okay. stress free life. Yeah. Like, stress free life. Yeah, maybe okay. high school then. Okay. This is the question. If I gave you a magic pill, would you take that pill for you to have the chance of staying there for one week, seven days? Mm-hmm. No repercussions, no... no it's no, not going to change the no, timeline. No, it's not going to do none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you do that to go live back at that? Yeah, of course. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No. I would I would like to just see because, more time. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like... I wouldn't because I think that would always be like, when do I get another magic bean? Like, shit yeah. is bad for me right Addicting. now. Yeah, that's that, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the part that would scare me because yeah. I was like, what if I go, and I know there's no repercussions, I just come back, like, I just go like into this hotel mm-hmm. and I sleep. Mm-hmm. But I'm really like in some... You were living that you know whole thing, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do that because I'd be like, I gotta go back to the hotel. Because mm-hmm. shit, I mean, life is hard. Like, everybody listening, they know life is hard one way or another. Everybody got their own shit they go through. Yeah. I'm not saying life is horrible, but everybody has their own shit they're going through. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to take that because I was like, man, like I feel like I need that, and like oh, I only got one pill. Mm-hmm. You can't go back. Mm-hmm. Then you're fiending for that. Mm-hmm. And that's when other shit comes into play. I think I say now, bro, because from like October to now mm-hmm. was you know I had the period of my addictions and shit, right? right. And 
I learned how to kind of speak up for myself. Mm-hmm. It's not a bit. It's not been a smooth road, but it's been to the point I'm not taking no one's bullshit. Yeah. And they need to know that. And so if I come with a, there's been some bad shit that's going on the last seven months, but right. I feel like I'm more grown and more mature than I ever been. And I'm mm-hmm. sharp. I'm sharp, and I'm hungry still. Yeah. I'm hungrier than I ever was rapping. I'm hungrier yeah. than I ever was, you know, with the minimum wage job. And this mm-hmm. is like what I'm doing. I'm doing okay now, mm-hmm. but I'm still as hungry as I ever been. Yeah. And I'm learning how to speak up. I'm learning how to negotiate my my boundaries now. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not willing to do that. Your worth. And exactly knowing my worth, but I'm trying to value that. And just making breakthroughs every day with the girlfriend and learning more how to be a better man because of that yeah. and being with the family. And now I'm having all my ducks lined up with my businesses. Yeah. This is the best time of my life, bro. And I'm not bullshitting you, man. Like I've, There's been some bad shit, of course, but that's life. Yeah. Death, sickness. Never stops. You know, we lose money. We, you know, sometimes we go to bed hungry still, bro. Yeah. Like no matter what, you right. know what I mean? trying to get discipline with diets and shit still trying to learn how to do that but i feel like i'm open i'm more mature to open and suggestions too i could take it constructive criticism before i could take that shit sonny like fuck you hating on me bro don't leave me alone now it's more like okay i see where you're coming from trying to open my mind just saying that if i'm the smartest one in my circle i have a problem right and i think i'm learning that too like okay i need to figure this out and it's after the whole September debacle I went through that whole last summer, bro, since I got right, mm-hmm. and still, like, life is not perfect. We all right. know that. There's, there's there's shit that always happens, but the uh-huh. way I'm, 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 I guess the way I'm reacting to situations now, I'm proud of myself, bro, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of just trying to be stressed about what I want to be stressed about, and it's still a stress, but... Mm-hmm. It's for me now. I'm not working. Selective stress. Exactly. You know exactly. what? You know what can and should bother you, as opposed to everything. Exactly, bro. Like, why am I gonna let people who don't care about me affect right. me when Never. I get here? Hell I can't, bro. Never. Like, I have. You know, I'm happy with the gig I have. I'm happy with the side gigs. I have my business and everything yeah. else. It's like I'm in a good spot for where I've been through. Right. Like so many times in high school, yeah. so many times in the last year, I'm like I could just fucking fail and right. never got out. Absolutely. I'm here now, so I, I could honestly say. There was a Bible right here, or whatever people want to be to, you know, swear on. Mm-hmm. The last six, seven months, bro, it's been the craziest, happiest times ever, bro. That is Ill, man. Like I could get, I'm, like, I remember I used to wake up, like fuck, I don't want to do nothing today. Mm-hmm. Get up, got up at six o'clock. Fuck, let me go figure. It. Let me go. Yeah. I gotta record these, um, these ads. This is right. business. This is a stress, right? right? Like, gotta record these ads for these new sponsors that we got. Yeah. I gotta upload this. You see me right here uploading all this shit. Mm-hmm. But there's a. Let me do all this before I got to go with the family today, before I got to mm-hmm. go with my girl, before I have fantasy football. Yeah. Why am I stressing? Like, you're, I think, I, I don't know who told me this, but you got, we got, I got to stop saying, damn, I got to do this? Right. No, nah, bro, you're to. blessed to yeah, do this I now. Like, to. you, you, you're, you know, you're really lucky to do this shit. Yeah. Been really thinking about that a lot, bro. I'm trying to keep that in my mind. Yeah. So I really could feel like the last seven, eight months have been crazy great. I love it, man. Um, some crazy shit, but that's all me. I, I was telling my guy yesterday, I made every choice. Yeah. And it's all me. I don't feel bad. No one forced me to do anything. Right. I did my own thing. Yeah. I was smart enough to figure out, like, oh, that's not for you, Earn, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm still grinding, though. I keep grinding. It's, like, it's, it's not just a, it's like a saint on a shirt, bro. You know right. what it is. It's just right. a motto. It's, yeah. You're grinding every day. Yeah. You can be a father working. Absolutely. Like, we grinding every day, yeah. bro, to make shit happen. Because yeah. I know you. we always want to get better. Yes, sir. And that's all it is for me, bro. Just yeah. trying to get better every day, dog. Mm-hmm. And episode 100 is coming in it's it's fucking crazy i can't believe it you know who you got coming in 
yeah, I got my guy Damo coming in. It's going to kind of be like, you'll see it. It's going to mm-hmm. be a cool little structure we got mm-hmm. going on. It's kind of what you did. You gotcha. asked me the question, gotcha. and it's kind of like a dive in. But we're going to have um, a live call in. We'll do that separate. So I'll announce it, and then we'll have like 20. Caller 23 gets 100, yeah. but caller 5 gets something. Caller right. 10 gets something. All caller 20. So we're going to have like every five callers get something. Mm-hmm. But we'll shoot the shit with everybody who calls in. Yeah. And just to celebrate, bro, because I don't, none of this shit happens without the people. Right. Like, it's like Rick. It's a core. It's a core yeah. here, and it's growing. Yeah. And now we have more sponsors coming, bro. I see that, That's man. wild. Like, I'm, that. I'm like, guy, how many motherfucking sponsors he got? God damn, dude. I know. Shout out to all the sponsors, yeah, man. man. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to the sponsors: Monkey, Smog Check and Repair, Luscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry about that. Luscious looks by Marissa Cordova mm-hmm. Collection, mm-hmm. and dude. I rock with them. They, I rock with all that shit, man. bro. I all got that you. Is super important. I think we we need. You see, every podcast in the world, they got sponsors. Yeah. This is how we get the revenue generating. Mm-hmm. Not only that, though, but I mean, they selected you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying that says a lot. And I hope I could I come through, and they they enjoy. It. You know, I think as long as I put my, it's. And I think too with the last seven eight months. Putting my best foot forward, bro. Right. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been a conniving bastard. You no, know what I'm saying? No, so as long as I put my best foot forward, set my boundaries, and just be honest with everybody and everyone around me, mm-hmm. it's been great, bro. I think at one point I was kind of scared to do that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll let it go. Mm-hmm. No more, my guy. Like, I'm not being a tough guy either, but Never. time's valuable, right? Yeah, you know yeah. how it is. Like, why would you leave your house and you leave your kid and family to go do some bullshit? Yeah, like, never. and you're wasting my time. Never, you're taking yeah. advantage of Especially me. Especially, like, on the weekend? Nah, yeah, nah, like, I'm not. Nah. Doing none of that, bro. Nah. But I'm glad to have you on again, my G. Episode ninety nine, my guy, Sunny yeah, Bros, man. bro. All the time, man. You we, call me, I'm always coming through. We gotta do this again, my G. Absolutely, anytime, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ninety nine, episode ninety nine, STS podcast. Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, Sunny Rose in the building, and we out. Yes, sir. <laughs>